Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Behold the Roll. As always, I am Jesse, and I am your dungeon master for this Dungeons and Dragons 5e actual play podcast. That's who we are. And I am joined by Jim Gledhill. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> this is Silas's new voice. <laughs> well, anyways, that's Silas. Like, I don't know what you guys want from me. Uh, we're also joined by Joe Pinkham. What is up? Oh, inter- it wasn't sup, so I'm going to take that as one step forward and character progression. Zach Ledford. Hello. Yeah. This is a fun new thing. We just make stupid voices that have nothing to do with our podcast. That's how you <laughs> that's how you get listener retention. Got to keep the audience on their toes. Mhm. Yep. Whatever. They got to pay attention. <laughs> Whatever, Joe. Let's give them a recap or whatever we do. Do a little recap for everybody. When we last saw our adventurers, they met up with their bounty hunter, Johnny Flame. After some less than civil words with their newfound friend, Johnny Flame said that Maraxador and his boss wanted to speak to them. And after eating a full delicious breakfast and besting Chadwick and Gladwick out of another 30 gold in thumb wrestling... Our adventurers made it into the castle. Once in the castle, things just got even more confusing for you guys, as if going and looking for your bodies wasn't enough. But you did meet Shirax, the half-goblin boss of Johnny Flame, and the leader of a group known as Soul, or the Shadows of Lathander. Once you started talking to them, you found out a little bit more about them and who they are. You also found that Johnny Flame is not Shirax's favorite person in the world, and that Johnny Flame's impeccable, flawless record that he was bragging about was because he indeed solved his first case with the Shadows of Lathander. So that it, that's flawless. Like, you can't argue with it. Everybody needs a win. Exactly. Everybody's... A win streak always starts with one win. Like, that's just mm-hmm. how it goes. Hey. Fair. Start somewhere. Mm-hmm. However, while you were talking with Shirax and she was breaking down some of your options and how little information she has on you guys, you overheard Maraxador having some struggles with the king, and after talking to Maraxador and eavesdropping on his conversations a few times, um, you came to find that Maraxador did not have all of the supplies that he needed to treat what was going on with the king. It wasn't like what was going on in all of the other cases, and he needed a little bit extra help. You three decided to be very generous, very kind, and offer to help Maraxador before going to find your own bodies. And Maraxador took you up on that offer, told you that there was only one issue, and that was that he needed Lorcan to bring his mother Dolora back to Evermore from the island of Magella, which is one of the schools for Evermore, and that the only issue was you would have to be accompanied there by a member of the kingdom. And the only person that was free was, of course, Sidroy Amastica. Yay. That kindness is about to run out. Um, you guys are still standing in the kingdom, and Sidroy is standing at the doorway. Yeah, he is He is ready for you, and Maraxador looks sorrowfully at you, and he's like, so, so yes, young Sidroy will have to accompany you on your trip. To the island and back. How, how would you have us get there? 
You both talked at the same time. It was very strange. Go ahead. Go ahead. Would a royal seal not work just as well? Maybe even better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we make a persuasion check just to get rid of this dumpy guy? Uh, Sidroy chimes in and he goes, A royal seal isn't anything near as good as the genuine issue. And as he said, there's a lot of bad stuff going on in Evermore, so there's no way they're going to let you in there without somebody from the kingdom. What about the two guards out front? Chadwick and Gladwick, they're very busy. Yeah, busy escorting us to my mother. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jim? Uh, to Maraxador, I'm speaking. Um, how would you have us get to, uh, I forgot where you called it, so. Magella. M-A-G-E-L-L-A. How would you have us get to Magella? And when should we leave? Well, but of course, uh, we would have you go on an airship and Sidroy will... It's one of the royal airships, so Sidroy will be there and we'll have a pilot on board with you guys. It should be fairly simple, fairly painless. We fly you to Magella. You have to do a little bit of a check-in when you get there. And you get Delora... And bring her back here, safe and sound. And as far as when you need to leave, that is completely up to you. But time is of the essence. I don't know how long the king is going to be in this state. And I don't know I don't know what he needs, in fact. And he kind of roots around in his bag that one of the guards had um, left him. And he hands you, like you, um, Silas, he hands you a very nondescript looking rock. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, this is... A stone of far speech, and it is connected to my stone. So when you get to Delora, I need to talk to her because I may need her to grab some supplies from her classroom and some supplies from Magella before you guys come back. This this thing is fancy. Do you have any games on here? The only game that I have is Fantasy Tetris. Oh wow, and, that's the and, best selling game. I'm pretty sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, Rockstar Games, but it's. Get it? It's like a stone of far speech, but it's rock star. Regardless. So <laughs> when you get there, I need you to call me, and that way I can talk to Delora. She is, you you know how your mother is, and even people like me in my old age, we don't like this newfangled arcane technology. She doesn't have one herself, but I need to get in touch with her. Oh, okay. Do, do I need a charger? <laughs> No, it, it is a rock. It doesn't even play games. That was a lie from the DM. I also noticed that there's a high score on this Tetris, and the player named themselves Sidroy Sucks. And Sidroy looks around, and he's like, <laughs> who who would name themselves Sidroy Sucks? I bet it was you, Todd, wasn't it? And he points <laughs> over in the corner of the room, and there's just this guard that just flips off Sidroy in the corner <laughs> of the room. He goes, eat one, Sidroy! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, well, we can, we can pack up and leave by end of day. If, if that is good with my, my friends here. Maraxador, what's the, what's the danger for this trip? There, there, there shouldn't be any danger. You guys should be just accompanying Sidroy there. You should get Delora and give her the right rock. Back. Can, can I make an insight check? Yeah. On Maraxador? Yeah. On just yeah. this whole plan. I, can I also make one? Because Wolf is definitely trying to get rid of Sidroy, and 
if he sends I'm more of just trying to figure out, like, you know, the king is sick. He's sending away his only son on this mission. I just want to make sure there's nothing fishy going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a dirty 20. Yeah, I didn't get... I got a five. Or no, a three. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, so um, you can tell Maraxador is just very, like, very stressed right now. You don't get a sense that he's trying to BS you or anything like that. He's okay. he's definitely making it is like not a long journey, but like yeah, it is like a flight there and a flight back and stuff like that. And the I don't know with airships and stuff like that. There's always like things that can go wrong. Yeah, um, but he is not deceiving you in any way. Uh, yeah, just, okay. So I don't get he, the sense he, that he's, he's like if sending anything, us there to our death or something. You know, to, no. If anything, okay. he's used car salesmaning you. Where he's just telling you that everything's going to be easy to make sure that you'll just go and, like, go now. Okay, yeah. It's like one of those, like, oh, like, we want to go vacation at Disneyland. But he's like, oh, you could go to this way better place for way cheaper. Like, just trying to sell us on it. Yeah, exactly. As if he needed something from that place. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I mean, I do have something else I'd like to do in town. Um, I assume that the, the person, Shirax, wants to question us so maybe i can do that while they're being questioned and mm-hmm. um yep yeah, so what what we're gonna do yeah so what we're gonna do is we're going to um just do this like super quickly but we're gonna just let each one of you have like a quick question and answer with Shirax. if there's nothing specific that you guys need to talk to her about i'm fine if we skip your scene um it's completely up to you guys obviously i know one of you is gonna probably have some different words with her but yeah it's gonna be a quick thing and then the other two are free to do whatever they want um we'll say the interviews are like an hour in game so like if there's something that you guys want to do around town or if you wanted to go like research anything else or if you thought of something that you needed to buy or whatever you guys want to do yeah i do have two things that i want to do but i also don't want to like take up all the time so i have one that's more of a priority yeah like i said we'll we'll um We won't skim through anything important, but mm-hmm. anything that's like something mm-hmm. you guys want to do, like I'll do it to the best of your abilities without it taking half the episode. Okay. Yeah. If, if somebody else wants to go first for the questioning, or if you guys are just skipping your scenes, then I, I I'm assuming my scene we're not going to skip. So. Um. <sighs> so yeah, you guys. Um. You bid your farewells for now. And are we leaving? Said, yes. Sidroy just turns away from all of you and goes, all right, don't be late. We got to fix my papa. And he walks out the door. And All right, genuine article. You could die. Do you still want to come? You might have to get dirty. <laughs> might have to sweat. He's gone. I, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> and Maraxador turns to you guys and he's like, I am so sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. It is it is very important what you guys are doing. All aboard the Sidroy train. Toot toot. Wolf, Wolf just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Jim? Mr. Divine, sir, who is making the decisions um, for the king while he is uh, incapacitated? Well, right now it is a mixture Anything that is of, I don't want to say unimportance, but anything that is less important is 
being taken care of by his daughter, Adora, and Sid Roy to a lesser extent. Um, anything that is of global immersion policy is being handled by the leaders of Wakefield, uh, Ashbourne, and Whitehaven as of right now. And it hasn't have, had to happen yet, but technically, if something were to happen to the king, we would have to get in touch with the ex-queen and mm. get her okay on any final decisions since she still technically holds a crown in Evermore. Right, were they divorced? or Yes, so you guys know, Zach and Jim, both being from Evermore, you know that a long time ago there was... It wasn't, like, messy in the public's eye, mm-hmm. per se, but um, there was a falling out between the king and the queen and the queen actually moved to Ashbourne. So the queen does not live in Evermore anymore. Okay. So and I have her name somewhere if you want it. You said it's not messy in the public eye. Would it have been messy in the private eye? Um, You, you weren't in the private eye. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I would know something about that with actually, my dad's history. Yeah. Give me a history check. Okay. Oh, that's actually pretty decent. Uh, 17. 17? Yeah. Um, so yeah, first things first, just so you guys have it. Her name is Catrus Amastica. And you do know, Silas, with your dad being an ex-guard of Evermore, mm-hmm. that your that when this happened, there were like a ton of rumors going around. It's almost like a celebrity breakup where you mm-hmm. hear like from one person that it's amicable, and then you hear from another person that like they hate each other. And then you hear from one person that, you know, Mm -hmm. there's death threats being sent and stuff like that. From everything that your dad told you, it was basically, there was some issues on Catrus's side of the family. They never liked the Amastica family, uh, the family that Catrus comes from. They never wanted her to marry into royalty or anything like that. And everything just kind of one day boiled up. King Harland, is not a very like kind gentleman or anything like that. He's very prim, proper, and kingly. And eventually they just could not make it work. And she moved back to Ashbourne, which is where she's from. Okay. Um, man, I, I apologize to you guys because I could literally sit here and just ask questions about lore all day long. So <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> it is fun to actually be able to like spit these weird mm-hmm. little facts occasionally. I don't even know if any of this stuff is ever going to be useful, you know, but I sure as hell write every single thing down, so... Nobody knows uh, if it's going to be useful or not. Um, so are you guys done with Moraxador, though? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Think okay, so. goodbye. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, does he leave the room? No. You guys no. need to leave the room. <laughs> in, oh. fact, uh, in fact, Johnny <laughs> Flame finally comes back in, and um, he's like, don't worry, Shirax. They're not going to give us any issues. And she's like, yeah, that's sweet, brother. And she goes over to you guys. And she's like, all right, are you guys ready to do your interviews? We're going to have to do you separately, but. Absolutely. All right, let's go. Boring. Who wants to go first? Um, so just, just kind of like, I'll pull Leo to the side and just kind of like, did you want that mask? Maybe give it to me just in case. I think I think I have an idea. Okay. And I'll kind of walk over. Lorcan, would you mind going first? Well, I guess. <laughs> I don't think it's necessary. Everyone knows I'm a bright strike. Yeah, I was kind I mean, of admitted, <laughs> admittedly, yours is going to be the easiest one to do. 
So let's get you out of the way. You come with me, my little friend, and we will. Who are you we'll calling you little? Guys. Oh, bang, bang. Big boy. That's better. Well, she's a half goblin, right? How big is she compared to Lorcan anyway? Um, she's actually pretty tall. She is, um, she has almost the, uh, I guess I didn't describe her super well other than her clothing, but Shrax is probably like five, five. So she's not like, yeah, she's not like short, but she's got like a lot of human features, but she's got like green skin. She's got jet black, like shoulder length hair. Um, and she's got like the pointed like goblin ears and they're covered in like these like super cool earrings and shit like that. But so is she tall for like compared to our normal goblin yes goblins are usually short so she definitely got the human size of the half goblin you're awfully tall for a goblin (laughs) Um, (laughs) thanks you're awfully old for a young bright strike (laughs) 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 this is the second time that we brought up his age (laughs) yep Keep it going. So, do you guys want to do your town things, or do you want me to do my questionnaire with Zach super quick? You can do your questionnaire with Zach. Oh, yeah, go ahead. All right. So, we already know you're looking bright strike, but from the little bit that we've asked around town, people have told us that you were teaching in Whitehaven. Uh, yep. <laughs> Sick. All <laughs> right. So, so, obviously, we have plenty of people in town we can talk to. Who can we talk to in Whitehaven? Because we need to get some character references over there for you. We need to figure out what you were doing before you went missing. All that kind of thing. So, Zach. Let me take a look at my backstory. Yeah, I don't know if you put anybody in your backstory. But if you didn't, um, this is the time where you're just going to pull things out of your ass and start telling me things about about Whitehaven. Basically, you're giving a clean slate. You can make up people from your school. You can make up friends that you have over there. You can, you're going to tell me what's happening in Whitehaven. I so see you're a professor, right? So it's like a school setting. So there could be like a, a dean or like other teachers, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, there As could well. also be like a Todd, not just a dean. True. Yeah. Yeah. Could be Zach a, is now character building. building. Could there be a Rachel? Building. Mm-hmm. Well, he's thinking of um, his like little backstory. I just have something quick that I want to do with um, uh, Wolf before we like part ways to do our town things while he's being interviewed. Yeah. Um, uh, Wolf, sir, um, when we were at Cobbler Choblin's Cobbler Shop, I um, did Mesro uh, gave me this sword, and I I really don't have much use for it. Um, I was curious, maybe it, it is uh, an innate magical sword it doesn't look very powerful but um it might be a little bit better than what you're using i was hoping that you you might want it and uh it might help us on this quest i would hate to take this without knowing exactly what it is so let me see if i can't identify it and i will cast identify and do you want the whole description or no yeah go ahead and give me the description real quick you choose one object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. If it is a magic item or some other magic imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use and how many charges it has, if any. You learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it. Okay, so is this a um, spell slot? Yes. Okay, so before you cast Identify, because I don't want to... Um, 
fuck you immediately. Um, you're you're still more than welcome to cast the spell. Um, okay. but give me a um perception check. Yes. Ooh, that's a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So this is going to be with disadvantage. But um, as Silas holds the sword out to you, the yep. sword actually leaves Silas's hand and is going to make an attack on you. What? Interesting. Well, they rolled a fucking nat 20, so it's a good thing you saw them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> does a 23 hit? Yes, oh, my God. Uh, this was not my plan. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, you take five points of damage as this sword like hits you right in the shoulder. And then you see that the sword grows wings and is what you would consider to be a flying sword. And is going to f- attempt it's going to attempt to fly away now. What? Why? Can I try and make like a a uh, a reef can, uh, can, can we try, try to, to like make- tackle it? Yeah, you guys could try to, but you can both make. I'm, I'm sorry, too. Zach. I didn't wasn't trying to take over your thing. I thought this would just be a quick thing. <laughs> oh no, you're good. Um, what do you want me to? What do you want me to make? Uh, like, yeah, both uh, of you just make a uh, dexterity check. See if you can okay. snag this thing before it leaves. Uh, could I argue for like a strength check since it was probably like in my shoulder at one point, or should we do, should we do dexterity? Um, sure. So like, hopefully before it flew away. Yeah. Well, I get a 15. It, it, it's going to start flying away, but we'll say that um, you're still engaged with it. Okay. Uh, 17? 17, okay. So yeah, between the two of you, like Silas kind of like gets his hand on it, and like you are able to grab it. Um, and as you do, its wings go away, and it just looks like a sword. So do you want to cast Identify? Yeah, but I'll read more curious okay. what exactly its properties are. Yeah, so you cast Identify, and how does your Identify work? Like, how do you think... Wolf casts it, and how does he obtain his knowledge? Uh, honestly, I nothing fancy. I would assume he spends that... a full four weeks just studying the sword. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume, like, oof. I would assume he just kind of grabs it, and then like all knowledge of it just kind of pops into his head, along with like a kind of like a like a, an image of the schematic of the sword. And, like, It'd be cool if you're like, basically are you praying to like your god or whatnot, like trying to figure out what's up with this sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's basically a mental Pokedex. Like it pops up, and it's like opportunistic sword, right? Uh, so yeah, you know that this thing is what Mezro called it. This is the opportunistic sword, and basically what it is is it is a cursed sword that was actually once a flying sword. So it is plus one to attack, mm-hmm. um, but at random intervals, the opportunistic sword will take any opportunity to try to attack the person who it considers to be its wielder, and then fly away. Interesting. You said <laughs> it will, at random intervals, attack its wielder? Yep. Do we know how often like that random is? Nope. Like, is, it a, is it a dice roll? or? Nope, it's just random. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's up to you, Joe. And this I... is where I'd like to remind everybody that um, Silas rolled two nat ones yeah. to receive the sword. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want it, I, I'm absolutely fine with keeping it and just trying to maybe pawn it to a nearby merchant like, and get some gold with it. Um, would you rather have the gold or would you rather me keep it? Because this is, this is dangerous. So if 
I think maybe you holding on to it might be better. Uh, I don't think that just giving curses to just random people is a good thing. So it's probably better in our control. I will. I'll do that. I'll hold on to it. Cool. And uh, sweet. So I'm taking that out of my inventory, Joe, just so you know. Okay. One thing I want to clarify, does it come out of its sheath to attack or if it's only if I'm actively using it? So like if I'm wielding it, does does wielding it mean like in my hands using it or wielding it like on my person? You would, it it didn't say in your identify just because that's kind of like specific, but you know that it didn't do anything to Silas until he was holding it. Okay. Okay. Sounds like it didn't do anything to Silas at all, actually, but you know. (laughs) True. Well, it hurt. It got jealous. It heard that Silas was trying to give <laughs> give it away. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to make sure to add. Anyway, that what do yeah. we got so, over here at Old uh, Lorkinville, USA? What was the question? Oh my god! <laughs> References from Whitehaven, please, sir. Oh right, right. I did get those. Okay. All right. The only two people I really conversed with very often was the janitor Bronovan. He's a he's a heavy set human janitor. And the uh, the professor of alchemy over there, Bindi Swift Branch. She's another gnome, just like me. Aw. I like Brindy Swift Branch. That's a cool name. Zach is good very old good Brindy. With his gnome names. Brindy Swift Branch. And she's the professor of what? She's the professor of alchemy. Meanwhile, I'm naming people friggin' Dave, Martha, and Rachel. (laughs) Well, you humans, you know? Oh, wait. Just kidding. All right, that is. Half human. That is perfect, Lorca, and we will get in touch with both of them. Um, So, just super quick, what were you doing right before you know you kicked the bucket? So, I'm sorry, that may be a little. Maybe a little, um, little rude of me. It's it's not a funny matter, but obviously you're here. You're fine. What were you doing before you died? Well, I don't know about kicking many buckets, but I did lose my sleeping bag. I don't know if that's something you guys can find. <laughs> uh, Johnny Flame is sitting in the corner of the room, um, and was specifically told not to talk. And he kicks in. He's like, "I'm making a mental note of it right now, and we will find." Your bright strike sleeping bag. Yes. You know, you know, you might be all right. <laughs> Johnny Flame is more than all right. Johnny Flame is the number one. And Chirac just goes, Johnny. I think I made a snap judgment. I apologize, Johnny. All right, look, both of you, zip it. We got a lot to do. I can't. I lost it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so how did you die? <laughs> Stop laughing, Wolf. I can hear you from three streets down. What do you get? Does he get it? It's a sleeping bag. A sleeping bag. (laughs) Excellent. I'm good. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I'm good. Yeah, shake the giggles out. (laughs) All right. All right. So. When I left town, I noticed my knapsack filled with my books and stuff got stolen. So I I went on the hunt, and that's when I lost my sleeping bag. Don't forget about that. So you were leaving Whitehaven. Which way did you go? 
I went down by the byway. Okay, so you went by the byway. Did you see anything? Did you hear anything? Or did you just... How did you die? Well, I was... Cl- I, I saw my book bag, my, my knapsack, hanging on this this branch. So I went to go get it, and the next thing I know, I'm, you know, kind of falling to my death. Uh, she looks up from her notebook, and she's like, So you fell into the byway. I mean, as far as I know... You'd that think I would have turned up right next to my sleeping bag. That would have been something to tell us to begin with. And she makes a <laughs> note and is kind of like scratching. And she's like, okay, I know this is, we just have to ask you this. We have to ask everybody, do you got anybody who wants you dead? And now look, I know this is a little bit of an ego hit. Nobody likes to think that they got somebody out there that wants to kill them. We need you to be honest. Anybody that wants to kill you. Listen, I'm a bright strike. <laughs> All right, well, we'll take a look for your body. And, um, yeah, if you can send your next friend in. And uh, thank you. Thank you. This has been very enlightening. If you think of anything else, please let us know before you leave town. All right, excellent. As I walk out, I uh, go up to Johnny and I'm like, don't forget that sleeping bag. He looks at you very seriously and he goes, Johnny Flame never forgets anything that he's supposed to track down. I flip him a gold coin. (laughs) He catches it like swiftly and tucks it in his breast pocket and goes, better be plenty more where that came from. You find my sleeping bag and you'll be uh, handsomely rewarded. Well, I'm already handsome, so I might as well get that reward. And she (laughs) pipes up and she's like, please send the next one in. Well, who's the next one? Which one do you want? It does not matter. Either one of them. All right, sir. I mean, Leo. (laughs) We're going to cut to... um, I know for a fact Jimmy wanted to do something, so we'll cut to him first for this little interval. um, And then we will check in with Wolf if there's anything he decided to do. So, Silas, what do you got? So, I came into this planning on doing something else but my i think things have changed i would it be possible for me to speak to princess adora um like in private or maybe um you know with a guard around like i I mean obviously she's the princess so like it wouldn't be you know i don't know if it'd be appropriate for me to talk with her in private yeah no that's fine we can literally say, uh, so we'll say that Lorcan was first. So mm-hmm. we'll say that you just stay behind instead of going out to do something and ask to speak with her in private or whatever. Okay. And Sid Roy is going to go get ready for his trip or whatever. So yeah, it's going to be you and um, she's actually going to have the two guards that you overheard talking about the vote, the, mm-hmm. ma- the male and the female guard. Um, both of them will stay in the room, but she calls you out back to like a little office and she's like, yes, yes, absolutely. If, if there's anything at all, I can help you with since you are doing so much to help me and my family already. I, uh, I, first off, let me say, I, I'm extremely sorry about your father. Um, and I know you must be just extremely upset. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's never easy, you know, being being in royalty but with everything going on right now we just really need him to wake up and start giving some answers as to 
what's going on. And that's why what you and your other adventurers are doing is incredibly brave and will be awarded handsomely. Um, I forgot to tell you guys, but I will, I will definitely give you another one of those coins when you come back. Um, if that's what this meeting is about, I'll, I will definitely reward you guys. Uh, was your stay at the Dream Manor okay? I told you uh, it would be beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, best best inn in town, might I say. Okay, perfect, perfect. You guys have, uh, that is not what this meeting's about. Um, I I too know I too know what it feels like to be worried about my parents. Um, you and I have met before. Um, you may not remember me. Uh, uh, she and- looks at you very seriously mm-hmm. and gives you a little bit of like a um, coy eye. Mm-hmm. And she goes, hmm, I don't know. I think I would remember seeing somebody like you and gives mm-hmm. you a little wink. <laughs> well, man, can I deduce what she means? Or Oh, wait, is she flirting with me? Because <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. I was going to say, if Jimmy can't deduce it, then Silas is not allowed to. <laughs> I mean, I'll play it off that Silas is very sheltered, so he doesn't even recognize it. He just says, um, oh, I, yeah, I, you have to promise me that just no matter what, you, you won't freak out. <laughs> I mean, I, I've gone through so much stuff in the last week that I sure doubt that anything you say is going to top any of that. We've been, we've had threats from Hog's Feet. We've had. I take my disguise my... self off. What's up? In the middle of her sentence, I take my disguise self off right in the middle of her sentence. Um. So you take disguise self off, and mm-hmm. her face instantly changes into a look of confusion at first, and then a look of recognition. And as you take a disguise off, both of the guards go to draw their weapons just because mm-hmm. it's somebody using magic in a kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I throw my hands her, up. She puts I, I, her I no hand harm. up as well. And she looks at you because it's been a while. So mm-hmm. Silas, you and the princess and prince, you guys are all roughly around the same age. Um, Adora is older than both you and Sidroy, but you're <laughs> slightly older than Sidroy, so you're kind of right in the middle. So you knew both of them, like you would have attended similar schools and stuff like that. So you have interacted with them as Silas before. We probably would have grown up playing together, like as kids. I mean, my father has known, like, has been friend, well, not friends with the king, yeah. but has worked with the king for so long. Like I would, I imagine. like to think that you have a pretty amicable, a pretty amicable relationship with um, Adora, because mm-hmm. you two are like a little bit closer in age. Sid Roy's mm-hmm. like a little younger, and but she puts her hand up for a minute and she looks at you, and it does take her a minute because it's been like four years since she's seen you before, and she goes, Silas Leodor. Yeah, it's me. I, what? I, I'm, I'm not trying to cause any harm. I don't know why I'm here. What's happening to all of us? Uh, I just, and I, I don't mean anybody any harm. I just need to know that. I'm. I want to help you. I want to help. She your interrupts your sentence, mm-hmm. and she kind of like stands up from the seat that she had sat down in and like leans close to you. And she was just looks at you and goes, stop. Before you say another word, what do you know about the disappearance of Nico 
And we're going to cut oh, away from you for a minute. Oh, no. And we are going to go to Wolf. Wolf, did you have anything that you wanted to do uh, around town while we let Silas stew in this? <laughs> uh, no, the only thing I wanted to do was something... Uh, like I, I don't know if that whole sword thing took a whole hour. How long would you say that took, roughly? Yeah, like fucking two minutes. <laughs> uh, so I would have liked to try and make him a mask before Lorcan got done. I just don't oh, know. Yeah, who's... yeah, yeah. You can um, do that. Um, we can say like, what kind of mask are you trying to make? Uh, just something with minimal face for something that reveals as little of the face as possible. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use gold uh, to make it. So, yeah. oh, okay. It just That's like dope. Um, just a golden mask, really. Or I, I okay. need a whole hour to so do it. Are you trying to like expend your gold, or are you just gonna go buy like material? Like you can get it for fucking dirt cheap or whatever. So, no, I was gonna make it with my uh, my channel divinity. Okay, perfect. Oh hell yeah, sweet. So yeah, you you just do that then. Like where, okay. Um, you passed your religion check with Gaunt, and so now you can make basic things. If there's ever anything like the armor that's like a thing that's going to give people buffs and stuff like that, you'll have to probably roll for that kind of stuff. But this is a fairly simple thing, so you just do that with it, with your hour. Cool. Yeah. And then I'll hold on to it until I see him again. All right. He's so yeah, so Lorcan... <laughs> oh, you fucker. Lorcan, you come out of your meeting with Shirax and you only find Wolf. You find Wolf making this mask or whatever. Um, Silas is nowhere to be seen as of right now. Where's the, uh, where's the handsome one? Uh, did, did he say anything to me before he went off or no? I, um, I, yeah, I feel like I would have, you know, let Wolf know. I mean, I guess we didn't do it out yeah. loud, but we'll, we'll just say that like you guys had stepped outside to do the sword transfer or whatever. Um, and then afterwards you told him you were going back to talk to Princess Adora. We're in bad times, guys. And I know we just met, but Silas isn't going to hold any secrets from you guys specifically. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, d- I don't want you guys to think that he's trying to hide anything from you or any of his plans. So, okay. All right. Excellent. So, he yes, told he, he told was going to go see. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, the uh, the grumpy goblin chick wants to see you. <laughs> yep. Nice. Go Did on you in. Did do something to upset her? No, I answered her questions perfectly. <laughs> Wolf goes. Wolf Gonna have a hard on. time topping that. <laughs> Wolf just lets him go and heads on in. Okay. So, yeah, you head into the... Um, room to talk to Shirax. And we're going to cut back to Silas and Princess Adora. I, I'm i going to be honest with you. I, I'll i tell you everything. You can sit in on the meeting with Shirax and I, because I have a feeling I'll be retelling her the same story. I don't know exactly where Nico is. I also have lost... Both my parents are missing. Everything is weird. Nico, I, my parents went missing. I started to come back to Evermore to look for them. Nico recognized me. I booked it. I panicked and I booked it. Maybe I shouldn't have, but 
I didn't know what would happen and I just I couldn't not be there in case my parents needed me he followed me uh, I tried to hide some weird things happened and the next thing I know I was dead she looks at you kind of incredulously at first and she is going to make an insight check okay she has very good insight okay so she looks at you and she nods a little bit and she goes your parents are missing yeah they they disappeared um i don't remember when we said timeline wise but was it like it was it only took me like a day from when my parents went missing to make it to evermore for nico to start chasing me right yeah roughly okay, you're yeah. looking with all are you trying to figure out like all of this time that's gone by yeah like the time it's, has been yeah you're looking probably roughly at like a week since all of this happened okay yeah so uh, yeah wait what was her question sorry uh oh she just <laughs> asked if your parents were missing yeah they they went missing about a week ago um r- right before i died she turns to the two guards that are in the room and she goes you two wait outside for just a minute. <laughs> and the female one goes, but princess, are you sure? And she goes, please give me a minute. If I need anything, I will scream. And they nod and they walk out of the room and she leans in even closer to you and says, I believe you. Silas, you. I believe you. Why? Has your father been making trips to Evermore to pay Nico? And we're going to cut to um, (laughs) Wolf, who is in his meeting with Shirax. All right. So Wolf Dawnfire, is that the name? That's the name we wrote down earlier. Yes, it is. All right, Wolf. And you are from the Taiyosuke Monastery. Is this correct? I am from a monastery, yes. Okay, so she's like doing some scribbles and whatnot. Um, okay, so have have you lived anywhere else or are you just from the monastery? Let me ask you a question instead. Where have you heard that name? <laughs> the Taiyosuke Mon- Monastery? Yes. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty well known. It's not a very hidden hidden thing you guys are up in the mountains some people consider you to be weirdos <laughs> well does my question answer yours then i don't remember what my question was i'm gonna be frank <laughs> with you <laughs> i haven't lived i haven't lived anywhere else okay good to know i'm glad we I'm glad we did that the easy way um she she like writes down a couple of things and then she stops for a minute and she looks at you and she's like, let me ask you something. How long? How old are you? 25. 25. And you've all, you've always lived in that monastery? All that I can remember, yes. Okay. Um, Was found in the woods. Don't remember anything before that. Interesting. Interesting. She jots a couple things down and she kind of like flips through her notebook. And then she like reaches over and grabs a different notebook and starts flipping through her notes or whatever. And she's looking for something then she goes ah there it is and she's like do you know of onala and wolf that is the real name of mentor would he know that yes 
I'm familiar with the name. Okay, because the only reason I'm asking, and honestly, the main reason that I know of your little monastery is I was actually hired to do a job at one point that I, or let me rephrase that, I was pitched to do a job from one, what's his name on here? It All I have written down is his name was Revrul. And that's R-E-V-R-U-L if you want it for anything. And you know that Revrul was actually the name of one of the other mentors that was also has also been there pretty much as long as your mentor. Um, but Revrul was actually excommunicated from the Taiyosuki Monastery because he stopped believing in the idea that either the sun or the moon was something that they should be worshipping and he wanted to like basically like branch out and like teach other practices and was doing that behind the Taiyosuki's back and he had kind of made a little bit of a following so him and his following was excommunicated probably like five years ago or so and she just kind of like nods and like writes a couple things or whatever she's like are you familiar with rev rule i know the name okay so it doesn't sound like you got mixed up in their stuff that's good i know there was all kinds of weird stuff going on they were trying to hire us to find stuff about onala and they were trying to hire us to go into the taiyosuki monastery and dig up all kinds of dirt and we don't we don't try to get into any of that political stuff we rejected the job haven't heard from him since I wrote it down as a note because I thought it was weird. You're from there. Wanted to make sure it didn't have anything to do with your death. Regardless. Well, it might. What do you mean, it might? You said you've heard of the name. I have heard of the name, but it's very possible that he knew me better than I knew him. Interesting. So she writes down a note, and she's like, But you don't know Onala, though. I was trying to be secretive about that information but it seems now that you know more than I anticipated so he was my teacher he was my mentor my master she kind of looks put out for a minute and then like regains her composure and she's like I get it I get you don't trust us we had this discussion earlier I get that you don't know me or anybody here if you want our help with finding your body we're gonna have to go up we're gonna have to talk to people who were close to you if we just talk to random bill and janes everywhere we're not gonna be able to get you any information so whatever information you want to withhold from us that's fine just know that's gonna hurt your chances of us helping you okay i'll take that into consideration okay so we're gonna talk to onala see what he knows about you is there anybody else from the monastery that you want us to talk to? Not that I can think of. It was relatively secluded. Okay, well, we'll ask. We'll talk to Onala, see if he knows anybody else that could talk to you. You said you don't know your parents? You were left in the woods? Correct. Okay, she writes, like, another note. And that is Anyone the truth. who wants to kill you. What's that? And that is the truth. Okay, I believe you. Is there anybody that wants to kill you? Not that I know of. 
The only thing. If you tell me you're a dawn fire and then just look at me with a stupid expression, I'm walking out of here. <laughs> as entertaining as that sounds, it sounds like it's already happened before. But the only thing, the only thing I can think of is that on my way towards the Wakefield Mines, I was followed by something. And that's all I've got. Okay, so you were heading between the Taiyosuke Monastery and Wakefield? Yes, yes. Okay, thank you. Is there anything else at all you can think of that could be helpful in our explorations? Well, I headed towards Hogfeet originally. Well, what's now known, I guess I now know it as Hogsfeet, but I wasn't, like I said, I don't know anything outside of the monastery very well. So I headed that way for a bit, realized it was a bad idea and then headed towards the mines. Uh, like I said, something was following me. It sounded like scraping metal. I uh, I wrote a note in, in, the, in the dirt to confuse it, and I think I confused maybe more than one person on that one. But <laughs> eventually I walked... It sounds about right. It sounds quite confusing. What kind of soil was it? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Ask the person who found the note. But I walked for a few days, eventually made it to some dead woods. Some and dead woods thinking, by Wakefield? I don't know how far. Like, I do not know the land. I don't know where I was. But it was a forest of dead trees. Oh, God. And she jots some notes. She's like, all right, well, hopefully you got your geography wrong. Otherwise, we may be taking another trip to the haunted forest, boys. Let me ask you this. Do you, do you know of anything that can kill a person by slowly paralyzing them until they can't move and eventually they just die? Because that's how slowly. I die. Uh, I mean, I know of poison. And I know of curses. It could have been a curse. Did you find anything weird? Did you touch anything you don't usually touch? Like, no. There's all kinds of things in, in Omersia. <laughs> Honestly, I just sat against a tree and realized I couldn't move my body. I was just so tired. And eventually I just I just died. She made a history check. And she kind of shakes her head. She's like, no, I mean, I know I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but I mean, could have been a rare form of poison. It could have been a something with a type of curse or something like that. If you got into something that you don't remember or it could have been something completely innocuous. It could have been days before this happened to you. Like, but I could have. Swore. I don't know that as of yet, but that is something that I would like to. That is great information to have for me to ask around. The last, the last thing I can remember before I died is I, I, I swore, I swear, I heard someone call my name. But that forest was dead. Yeah, she looks at you very seriously like she is very sarcastic and um to zach's point maybe a little on the grumpy side um but she looks at you very seriously and goes if you were near those godforsaken haunted forest i'm not surprised you heard somebody calling your name because that's where the tortured souls go and that's where they live now what are tortured souls tortured souls are the souls of anybody really just people that have died but still have unfinished business on this plane so if you 
die very like quickly and tragically and stuff like that there is a phenomena where your where your consciousness more or less doesn't go to where it's supposed to yet it doesn't get placed into its sorting area because there's some sort of force here on Omerja that keeps you here and it keeps you here until your whatever it is that is that, that is binding you here is broken or solved or whatever it may be it's confusing stuff it's way over my head i just know we don't like to go there if we don't have to and unfortunately we have had to a couple times and it seems like we're gonna have to go again so the last question i have for you is if they knew my name was i affiliated with them if they knew your name that means they knew your name before they died interesting yes sir <laughs> very <laughs> well written sorry <laughs> excellent <laughs> alright so uh, we are going to cut back to Silas Leodore and Princess Adora princess uh, how long uh, how, do you know how long my father has been bringing gold to Nika she kind of stands up and starts walking around the room a little bit Mm-hmm. As far as we know, it's been two years. We have our suspicions that it could have been longer. We, what is your relationship with Nico, Silas? Uh, cut out part. Have we established what, um, like my relationship with Nico is? We've alluded to it a lot. Mm-hmm. Basically, what happened is when you killed the shopkeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yes. Okay. Sorry. I understand that part. I, I, I took it a different way. Sorry. Yeah, no. Nico is is not literally related, if that's what you're talking about. No, um, yeah. I'm just kidding. No, idiot. Nico was literally the only thing about Nico. He and your dad, because they are both guards, they never yep. were really like close friends or anything like that that mm-hmm. you know of. They kind of ran with different circles. Nico's very, like, just very keeps to himself and mm-hmm. whatnot. So, like, you... Obviously, you knew Nico or whatever, but mm-hmm. literally the only thing about Nico is that he's like a super, super tedious guard mm-hmm. and that he is, he doesn't keep any like emotional ties to anything that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So like when you saw him that day that you got to Evermore, mm-hmm. the reason that you were filled with so much dread is because Nico is like the go-to guard mm-hmm. um, that like they will put important things on so mm-hmm. nico is the one that like literally escorted you guys out of evermore yeah. on the day that you were kicked out mm-hmm. and nico is one of the because you do know some guards that kick around evermore mm-hmm. and nico is one of the only ones that probably in your mind from everything that you knew like wouldn't have given you the time of day because he's very cut and dry as far as like mm-hmm. you know you're mm-hmm. not allowed here like xyz the end princess i my our relationship with nico isn't strong of course my father has worked with him for years um and he when the incident happened four years ago he escorted my family out of evermore but other than that i i don't we don't know much about him i don't know why my father would be bringing him gold uh let me just ask you one more thing Absolutely. Anything. Within the two years, have you had any contact with Nico? No, I have not. Okay. I'm 
I wouldn't... trust you, Silas. And that's all I've I'm asking for. I've always trusted you. We have reason to believe that Nico may have been involved in the death of King Harlan Amastica. And that's why we need to find your father and figure out why he's been giving Nico gold. And we're going to cut to Lorcan super quick. Lorcan, <sighs> was there anything you wanted to do <sighs> while uh, Wolf was in his thing? Um, nothing really in particular. I think he's probably just flipping through his book of a zoo. Okay. You didn't, nothing there was nothing you needed to do, like actually in town or anything like that? No, nothing really in town. Okay, perfect. Um, so Silas, you mm-hmm. have been in this room now talking to the princess for well mm-hmm. over an hour. You guys have been, you know, mm-hmm. going back and forth and that kind of thing. So as she's asking you this, um, there is a slight knock at the door mm-hmm. and she goes, I'm fine. And <laughs> you hear on the other side of the door, Shirax's voice. And she mm-hmm. goes, no, it's me. I was wondering if you've seen the other, the other of the adventurers. Like I've talked to the other two and I can't find the other one. And uh, she looks at you and she's like, look, we can talk about this more later. Like I said, I trust you. What's your plan here? Obviously, you didn't you didn't come in here as Silas Leodore, and I can't be mad at that. You would be in jail right now. Absolutely. I wanted you guys to know that I I want the king to be better, and I wouldn't be standing here in front of you as Silas if I didn't care. I would like to tell the truth because I think it would only help in finding my body and my parents and in return figuring out what happened to your father. But I need to know that if I tell the truth that I'm not just going to be taken away to jail or hung or anything. I I need your word. She thinks for a moment and she nods and she holds out her hand and she goes, You have my word, Silas, but with my word comes a warning that if you or your father have anything to do with this and you are the one actively keeping that under wraps, then anything that I'm agreeing to right now is out the window. And if you had something to do with the death of my father, then I will have you hung. And that is the word that I will give you. I, th- I think that's fair. Might I say, you're going to make a fine queen someday. You're so great at all this. <laughs> she, she literally scoffs <laughs> and takes her hand back and goes, so you're good with this? And she like motions to you. I'm good with this. I'm, I'm ready to go talk to her. And tell her she gives you for the first time like a semi smile and looks like slightly coy and goes, It's almost too bad. You're getting real good at that disguised self thing. <laughs> it's a real shame. She shakes her head and she goes <laughs> over and unlocks the <laughs> door and Shirax walks in and uh she just looks at you, doesn't think anything of it, looks at the <laughs> princess. She's like, All right, look. They got to get on that boat with the prince here any minute, and I can't find him anywhere. I've looked all over. <laughs> Nobody seems to know where Leo is. 
And Adora like nods and she's like, well, I do know where Leo is. Uh, hi, L- Silas Leodore here. I put my hand out. <laughs> she she looks over at you and just kind of looks you up and down. She's like, well, holy shit, I guess we got a lot to talk about, don't we? <laughs> yes. Let, let's sit down. Let's sit down indeed. So the two of them sit and... Is, um, is Adora staying in here with us? Yes. Okay, cool. I was going to ask her. I was going to oh. ask her to stay in, actually. So, yeah. So we will. We'll skip the whole like, mm-hmm. I am Silas. Like, yeah, blah, yep. blah, blah. Like she's caught up as much as we just got caught up. Okay. And she just kind of blankly nods her head. She's like, OK, so your father has been paying a man that he used to work with who is suspected of killing the king that he used to work for, who you found in a mysterious dimension after you also mysteriously died, but now your dad is missing and the king's body's missing and your body's missing. I also have... Yes, yes, that that's all correct. Um, well, isn't this just a fucking party? And you <laughs> see she's just like scribbling on her notebook and i've been having a lot of weird dreams lately um honestly since the last four years since everything has happened um but my most recent dream i think you should know um did involve nico uh we were back at the place where i died and he was um saying to me you're the reason they're gonna die nico said that to you yeah but it was almost as if it was him speaking, but not him speaking. Uh, I will correct you super quick. Yeah. Uh, you, you have it reversed. Oh, okay. You oh. dropped from the tree and you were speaking in the voice that you hear in your head. Oh, and okay. You told Nico that he's the reason that they're all going to die. Oh, okay. you killed him. Okay. And I killed him. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Um, my most, Oh God. Uh, anyway tell us all about your dream i with the missing guard i reenacted my falling from the tree and told nico that they were the no right and told nico that they were the reason he was the reason they were gonna die and then i killed him okay and who are they i i don't know i don't know if it's my parents or who I, I I don't really have any context. It's the first time I've had this dream. She um kind of looks at you and nods a little bit and like writes a little bit more. And she's like, "All right, well, I'll I guess talk to a dream expert now too. Why not?" <laughs> and she just rubs her forehead and she's like, "All right, let's get this out of the way." And I feel like I've ah oh, fuck it. Who wants to kill you, Silas? Who wants to kill me? I'm a Leodore. Everybody wants to kill me. <laughs> you know, you're not 100% wrong. Adora's <laughs> just in the back, like, nodding her head. I All right. You got tons of enemies. You got everything. You were on your way to Evermore. You ran into Nico. He chased you. You fell out of a tree. That's all you remember? Yes. 
Yes. Nothing and else weird going on? No. Uh, my parents have been pretty secretive lately, but I mean, I don't think that has anything to do with anything. Okay. Well, is there anybody? Obviously, your parents are gone. I don't know what to do with this kid. Is there anybody at all that we can talk to? Do you got relatives? Like, No. It's just us out in the forest. Uh, we, I mean, we had people that we, you know, friends and my, my mother used to run her shop here in town. Um, my father used to work for the guard. Uh, I, but we've been living there in the last four years and we don't, we don't speak of anyone. We, We don't talk to anyone. We, we live our lives because from what I've understood, you know, we, we haven't been allowed back at Evermore. We've, if we showed back up, you know, I, I might be hung. She nods and she's like, okay, well, we'll talk to the guards and I'll have a sit down with Miss Adora while you're gone and we'll talk about everything that's been going on and I'll see and I'll see what I can find out for you. Thank you. All right. And she nods and she dots her book. So Adora does pull you aside and she's like, look, go get ready. I'm going to talk to the guards. I'm going to talk to Sid Roy. And you're going to be fine just being Silas, okay? You're probably going to get some weird looks. If anybody says anything, just let me know. Thank you. That's all I've ever wanted to be is just Silas. (laughs) Well, I hope you can understand why being just Silas does put us a little bit on edge. Absolutely. I thank you for your trust, princess. Yes, and I hope you don't betray it, Silas. I walk out. All right. Um, and everybody else is good? Yeah, I was going to... Are, are we all together now? Or are we still apart? Yeah, you guys are all together now. Leo. Uh, call me Actually, Silas. Actually, that's Silas. Call me Silas, guys. <laughs> um, I Everybody knows everything. Well, I made you this mask. Do you still want it? <laughs> uh, well, I... It's uh, it's beautiful, sir. Uh, um, Keep it on you just in I, case. And he tossed it over. Put it on. Thank you. I try it on. Yeah, it, it fits immaculately. Nice. It actually makes you look almost like your um, disguised self somehow. Like you look super oh, attractive nice. when you put it on. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So it's nice. Okay, cool. I got yeah. some plans for that. It's still, I mean, a gold face. It just for some reason makes you look hot. That's fine. I mean, I know what Adora's into, so, you know. I mean, <laughs> well, now I have a mask that makes me look like Silas it. Silas doesn't. That's true. Silas doesn't know <laughs> anything. Silas is oblivious. That's true. All right, so we are going to cut to that night. Um, you guys just do a little, you know, fucking around, like, waiting, because they told you to meet that night. And... You come back to the kingdom, and standing there is Sidroy, and of course, oh, actually, Johnny Flame went with you. Johnny Flame said, "Don't worry, guys. I would never leave your side, as I am your bounty hunter." And so we have two um, scrubs coming along with us. Yeah. No. So you get there, and Sidroy's there with the captain or whatever. Um, and he will not make eye contact with you, Silas. He looks at Lorcan and Wolf, and he's like, 
All right, guys, everybody on. Let's get this over with. All aboard the Sid Roy train. Toot toot. Uh, I'll, I'll get on. I'm not going to say anything to him right yeah, now. Yeah, Sid Roy doesn't say anything about the Sid Roy train either, and he just gets on the boat. Oh, man. <laughs> Some peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you guys get on the airship, and um, it's a nice one. It is one of the kingdom's airships, and it starts up, and you guys start taking off. And as you get into the air, they don't like hover super far or whatever, like super high rather. So as you're in the air, you're floating over the beautiful town of Evermore. And you can see in the distance, there's no other airships really this time of night, but you see the like glow of the arcane trains as it gets like just smaller and smaller as you start to fly away. And the place that you tried so hard to get to is now slowly disappearing behind you as you make your way towards Magella. And suddenly, Sidroy turns to you guys and he's like, Now look, Adora filled me in on what everything that's going on, but that doesn't mean I have to like it, okay? We're not friends. We never were friends. And if you had anything at all to do with my papa dying, then I am going to personally make sure that you and Sidroy is struck in the back with a flaming arrow. What? And that is where we will end our session. What? Excuse me, sir? Wow. What an episode. Yep. Poor Sidroy. Got a flaming arrow right in the back. Excellent. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all for tuning in for another episode. Um, that was a fun one. I hope you guys liked it. Tune in to Beyond the Roll. We're going to talk all about it. We're going to talk about everything that went on this episode and last episode um, since this was a two-parter. And yeah, we hope you guys really enjoyed it. We hope you tune in over there. We're going to answer a fan question, as we said on Beyond the Roll. Who knows, depending on how long we talk about this, maybe we'll answer two fan questions if you guys are extra nice. Maybe Papa Jesse's going to treat you to treat you to some extra questions to celebrate the first one. But yeah, so follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram if you want to be part of that. We're going to do this more often. We're going to take requests for questions. We're going to do some questions over there. We're going to do some polls and quizzes and games and everything you could imagine that you can do on social media. We're going to give it a go. Um, so follow us over there, subscribe to our YouTube. We're going to put some fun, exclusive things on there. And we're also going to do some fun little videos. Zach and Jim, especially have been messing around with those. And we've been having a lot of fun with it before Jimmy blows a gasket. Let's pitch these five-star ratings. Guys, uh, pop- you know, I got to say it. Yeah. Let's get those five-star ratings. Yep. Get them, get them, get them. <laughs> pop over there. Give us all those ratings. Um, seriously, it is going to help us. That's how people are going to see us. That's how we're going to start making our way around the old internet. We've already done a lot more than I expected us to. Um, But yeah, we want to just pull as many people in as we can. We're having so much fun telling the story and we hope that you guys are having fun listening to it. And we hope to pull in more people that will also listen to it. So if you can, you know, give us those ratings, if you can follow us on the social medias, if you can share us to people that have tell your friends. Yeah, exactly. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell tell your your dentist. 
Yeah, tell your dentist. Dentists like Dungeons and Dragons too. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, then find a new dentist. Yeah, absolutely. It's a requirement. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's it for that's it for your boys this week. Um, we're gonna record the Beyond the Roll, and we will see you next time on Behold the Roll. Say goodbye, everybody. Peace. Goodbye, everybody. Bright Strike out. Yep, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> later. Bye.